0: Welcome to Love String, love stories that tie us all together. I am your host, Rachel Fiorello, a true believer in love and now a dedicated teller of love stories. In episode two of season two, you will meet Lindsay. She walks us through her family's quest to adopting their son Zeke and what that journey to love looked like. So sit back, open up your hearts and get ready to fall in love.
1: Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining me. Rachel, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I am really excited to share your story because this is not your typical love story, right? right. This right. is a story about love in like a whole new dynamic. hmm So I want to, this might sound odd for people who don't know where we're going with this, but I want to just jump right into, um, you know, you and your husband, Andrew, are married. And I want you to kind of take me through when you guys were married, where you knew your future was going in terms of starting a family. Okay. So yeah, we'll be
1: coming up on 15 years in May. Um, But even when we were dating, which we were young, um, we started right when we were 18. Um, we had discussions early on kind of of what we wanted our life to look like because we knew that we were going to marry and, um, kids definitely, we didn't know how many, but the one thing that we both knew was that we were going to adopt. Um, and we didn't know what that looked like, but we knew that God had just put that both on our hearts. Um, and so even before we were engaged, we had had that conversation. And that was, I think, exciting for both of us to know that um, we were on the same page with that. And that's something that we both really desired. Was there a discussion
0: about when that would happen if you would have biological children first and then do that?
1: Like, how did that play out? We we did talk about that. Um, we were going to ha- go ahead and have bio- biological kids first. Um But as as I'm thinking about the dynamic of our marriage and just how we are with one another, we're not super planners. Um, We just kind of take these big decisions as they start to come on each of our hearts. And so that's kind of what happened um, with our adoption. So um, yeah, after our third biological, um, that's kind of when it started to take root and things started to be set in motion for our adoption. So take me through that process. What was that like? Um, we originally felt so, um, when I was in labor with our oldest in 2010, it's when the earthquake happened in Haiti. And, um, so when we started talking about adoption, that's where we headed first. And so we were actually in the process, we were with an agency and, um, about to send our dossier off, which is basically like a huge package of all of your documents and all of the things about your life. And, um, so we were finishing that up, which is a long, long process. And in the middle of that, um, I got a phone call one day. Um, so keep in mind when we were adopting from Haiti, um, after you send off your dossier, it is anywhere between two and five years before you are placed with your child. And then your child is, for us, we put anywhere between, you're not gonna get an infant, but um, anywhere from infant up to five years of age. So the way that we were looking at um, our family order and the ages of our children, um, we we kind of did think about all of that because our youngest had just turned one at the time when we got this phone call. So um, I remember being in our kitchen, and um, it was our pastor's wife and a good friend of ours, and she called me, but I am in the middle of all the things. It was lunchtime, so I didn't answer it. And then I get a text from her immediately after, and I read it, and I about drop the phone, because she just basically told me um, what she was calling me about, and <laughs> I was like, hey, would you and Andrew be interested in adopting a 10 month old um, local boy who's in foster care right now? And it was one of those moments. There had been actually maybe a couple of things before that had come up um, or different opportunities or children that somebody had mentioned to us, but it didn't feel like this felt. Um, This was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) For some reason, I just, I knew deep down that this was going to be our son, even in that moment. Based um, on information she gave you or just no, a feeling? Just a feeling. Interesting. Just a feeling. Um, and so I remember, I don't even, I called her. I called her right back. And I got all of the information. Um, and she basically gave me the information of the foster mom that he was with at the time. Gave me her number. Um and so I remember trying to call Andrew and I couldn't get a hold of him and I once I know something I'm a very quick decision maker so I like wanted to know all the things right away. And I couldn't get a hold of him so I called my mom and I'm pretty sure she thought I was insane. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like the response I was looking for and I probably should have waited and talked to Andrew first. Um but she also knew like where I was at, like homeschooling. Our oldest was five, almost six. And then a three-year-old, almost four-year-old. And then our youngest was one. And so he was 10 months. And so this would basically be like having twins, one-year-old twins. So, um, so I got off the phone with her and then I finally got a hold of Andrew and he's like, well, just just call her, call the foster mom. Um, and so I did. <laughs> just was a terrifying phone call. And um, but as soon as I got on the phone with her and we started talking again, it was that feeling of like, you just know. And so she said, Well, you can come and meet him like tomorrow if you want. This was a Friday. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've never been more like excited and terrified about something. Um, it just felt all of the emotions, all of the emotions. And so from there, I, my biggest fear, which is so funny looking back on was our biological kids. Like how would they react to this? This, I knew it was going to happen fast. This is a lot. Um, and so I say it's funny looking back on because out of all of the things that I could have been um, fearful about, that was the one thing where no one skipped a beat. And it's just been really cool to see. But anyway, at dinner that night, we had brought it up with mostly our oldest because she was the only one who could really fathom what we were saying. And we we're like, mommy, daddy, I have something to talk to you about. And she's like, I know what it is. And Um, we're like, um, okay, what is it? And she's like, well, I don't, I'm not going to tell you. And so we're like, well, you, you kind of have to tell us or else you're just going to be like, oh yeah, that was it. Once we tell you, and she was like, well, I'll, I'll draw a picture of that. So we were like, okay. And so she drew, she had like a little note card and she drew three different pictures. Um, the first picture was, we were taking her to Disney world. (laughs) She had to have options, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case she didn't want to be wrong. The second picture was like. Me, I need to ask her about this actually now because I'm like, what in the world? But me with a bunch of money. <laughs> but then the last picture, as soon as I saw it, I just started crying because it was a picture of her. Her name's Kate. And then her um, second, our second, Jack and Gabe, our third. And then she was holding a baby and she colored him in as well. And <gasps> I like Ezekiel, our ad- adopted son, is black. And so it was like, whoa, okay. Maybe this is something that we're supposed to move forward with. So that was kind of like the first um, confirmation for me. And then um, it was really sweet because, and this is the way that she is. And I feel like God has always used Kate in these big decisions in our family. Um, And so she said, well, we have to know if Gabe wants a brother. It's like she knew that that it was really Gabe that it was going to change his life the most. And um, I was like, okay, well, obviously Gabe couldn't really talk. And so she drew a smiley face on one note card and a sad face on another note card. And she holds it up and says, Gabe, do you want a, a, do you want a brother? And he picked the smiley face. And so she goes, yep. Okay. Well, Gabe's good. And then it was really sweet because she said, mommy, I don't know yet though, if I'm a smiley face or a sad face. So I said, that's okay. You don't have to know, honey. And um we laugh about this story all the time. So it's probably like 30, 45 minutes later, and I'm cleaning up dishes in the kitchen. And she comes up to me and she goes, All right, I know. I'm a happy face. And she goes, I'm kind of bored with our family right now. Liven it up little Yeah. And little, yeah. She did not know how lively it was about to get. So um so yeah, the next day we went to meet him. His foster family is incredible. Um, the way that it worked out was they had adopted his full biological sister, who um, is roughly like seventeen or eighteen months older than Ezekiel. And so when their when their birth mother had Ezekiel, um, it was that's not his name. That wasn't his name at the time, but um, we changed his name. But when she had him the state you know offered for this family to take him in since he had a they had a full biological sibling um and so anyway i for for whatever reason hardest decision that i know that she's ever that they've ever had to make and she's ever had to make but they just knew that they couldn't adopt him and so the state gave them the option like if you can find someone that you know um that's best case scenario so that he can still have a relationship with his sister. So that's also a really, really special part of the story. Yeah. Um, Is that
0: like a normal thing?
1: No, (laughs) none of it, especially if anyone has been in the like system, foster foster care system um, knows all about that. Most of the time it is a waiting game. It is heart wrenching. Like it's, it's just a hard process um, because of many different things. But so that was another thing with us is that um, everything happened so quickly and doors just kind of flew open that um, we just, we knew like, okay, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be his family and vice versa. He's supposed to be ours. And so um, when we met him that next day, um, I'm always really honest too about like where I was at in each moment because adoption is a very messy thing. Um, I think everybody wants to like tie it up in a pretty bow and make it something. And it is, but on the other hand, the emotions, the trauma, the loss, um, is a lot. And I remember like when I first saw him, it was equal parts, like almost like I couldn't catch my breath. Like I was terrified. In so many ways of like, can I love him? Like I love my other kids and I want to so deeply. Um, And it was almost just like the surrender of like, okay, God, like if this is what you have for us, if this is what you want to want to do, I know that I can't do this on my own and I'm going to need, I'm going to need you on this with me. Um, And then the other half of me was like, this is my son. Like I knew it. And I was just so excited, but I didn't know anything about them, you know. So, like with your, when you give birth and you have, you have this infant from the start. Like you know all of the things, you know, like their in and outs, all of the nuances of them, their cries, their needs. Um, and so, I think, like especially as a mother, I for sure probably have gotten over a lot of control issues. But um, like you, I couldn't, I didn't have any control. I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure everything out right away. And I think that looking back, that was part of the fear Um, and fear of the unknown. There were a lot of unknowns medically. Um, There were a lot of unknowns about like, I didn't, we weren't, we weren't well educated as far as like what um, it looks like to be a, we were a guardian, but it was very similar to a foster parent um, as far as like the different therapies he was in and the different visits that he had and, um, how overwhelming all of that would be. So just wanted to be honest about that. I didn't, um, want to say like, this was like the best moment I knew. And I did know, um, but it was also, I just remember feeling really scared too. Um, so we got back in the car on the way home after meeting him and, Um, again, Kate, Andrew, my husband says like, okay, well, you know, this is going to be something we're really praying about. And Kate goes, what do we need to pray about? (laughs) (laughs) Like, she just was like, like done deal, done deal. That's my brother. Like, let's get on with it. Um, and so we had a really cool opportunity. They were going out of town, his foster family. And so they said, why don't you take him while we're out of town? And so that gave us like a little bit of a taste of like, okay. How perfect is that? Yeah, yeah, this is what our life would be like. Um, and so that was great. And then so we got that phone call like July 4th weekend of 2016. And then um he was placed in our home. We were under guardianship for him in August. Wow. And then Adoption was finalized that November. Wow. Super so fast. It was super fast. <laughs> <laughs> so that weekend or when they went away,
0: however long that was, you watched him yes. right while they were gone. And then
1: he goes back to them mm-hmm. until he's officially placed with you guys. Mm-hmm. What was that initial experience like? That's a good question because as soon as you asked it, I realized it was really hard to let him go back. Um, and so that was so encouraging to me, like the level of love that I had for him in such a quick, I mean, it was maybe three days. Um, but I was like, no, like I need him here. Like I want him here. Um, and so that was really, that was really good for me to have that feeling. Um, and then the placement, like we had to quickly do adoption classes and thankfully like they have, um, I think twice a year they do condensed Friday classes. And I want to say it was only four Fridays that we had to do it, but it was full days. so We had to figure that out quickly, like childcare for the other kids and Andrew had to take off work. And, but we, um, accelerated that process really fast. We took our adoption classes through the state and those were awesome. Actually, we learned so much just about, um, just loss and trauma and what that looks like and what we could potentially see things that we need to like look out for hurdles that we might come across. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. And then, um, and he was also in our home at that time too. We were under guardianship and then, yeah, once our classes were done and our home studies were done, um, it was fast and he was ours that November.
0: How amazing is that? Yes. And all along you knew, like, there was no question on the decision
1: you made. Like, this is obviously meant to be. None. And I – so I think I've always, as far as decisions go, been a 100% kind of decision maker. And I'm like, once I commit to something, I'm all in on that. Um, And so that, like, mentally, I never questioned it. Um, And – but emotionally – I don't think I was prepared for all the things. And so it's, I think like the story of adoption has been is itself is really great. And there's so many great little stories involved with that, but it's really been the journey from adoption up until now, he's five now that I feel like is the real story. So um, once he was in our home, It's even hard for me to, it's hard for me to say. And it's hard for me to like, look back at pictures, but I just remember as a mom where I was. And I think that I think that every mom can have this feeling in different ways where on the outside, like you look at pictures and things look good, but you remember like how you were feeling. Sure. And so I am, I'm now able to look at those pictures and feel joy But for a long time, I remember that feeling of like, and just anxiety, really, if I want to identify it now, just a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of fear. Um, I was so confident that like, this is what we were supposed to do. And he's our son, but I don't think I was so confident as, well, does that mean, (laughs) does that mean like he's going to at that point? We didn't know if he was gonna be able to walk. He has, he had a cerebral palsy diagnosis. You don't know. Um, he had severe reflux. He was not even on the growth charts. Um, all of those things really played into some major fear with me that I didn't want to admit. Like I have always been, um, kind of like a, I don't know, just a, like not a fearful person. Um, I don't want to say like a brave person, but like, I just don't struggle with fear a lot. And so I think, I think on the outside, I knew that what we had done looked a little nuts maybe. And like, we didn't think things through or like you put all of the assumptions that other people might have in your own head. Um, And so I didn't reach out. Like I didn't, I wasn't honest um, with where I was at. And if I could go back and change anything about that first six months to a year, um, it would be to just be honest about where you are. So like I, whether it's like thinking about these love podcasts, whether it's your marriage, whether it's as a, a mom with your child, whatever relationship it is, I think growth happens and like real love happens when you are honest with yourself first and then with the other people in your life. Um, And so that was kind of a hard lesson for me to learn because in many ways, I feel like the bottom kind of fell out for me. Um, And it took me like to some hard places before I realized all of that Um, and was able to kind of climb out of that and like reach out for help and, just kind of look at some things in myself that I was denying um, and just being okay too with not having it all together and not being like this perfect mom and um, just coming to terms with all of that was a lot of the, of the process. And in that there's so many good things that are happening. Um, Zeke is, so even his name, um, like both Andrew and I together knew, came up with Ezekiel before we talked about it. And we knew like he, it might've been because we had just watched Parenthood. (laughs) Maybe. And so we, we, I think when we were watching Parenthood, we really liked the name Zeke. And so it was like a year before. And so then it came, you know, we got Zeke and then we're thinking of a new name for him and we both said it and it was just cool because looking up the definition of what Ezekiel means, it means God strengthens. And so we were like, yes, like that was just like 100%. That's his name. And so um, I think that was just kind of like a a promise to us that like God's going to strengthen us. God's going to strengthen our family and God's going to strengthen Zeke. Like he's got this and He's going to be okay. And so I really clung to that. And I, I mean, I really clung to, to like, even, even the confirmation of knowing he is going to be ours and like going back to those stories. Um, I clung to just some of the words people told me and knew um, like things are going to be okay. Um, he's going to be okay. And so there's a lot of just cool stories too about him um, just learning how to walk. And that whole week was really powerful. And um, just over the years, watching him overcome so much and it's just like such a journey together. I always say like, I feel like when Zeke is grown, we are just going to be so tight because of so many things that we have walked through together um, and almost in a way like leaned on each other for those things. Um, And as he started to grow, it was apparent quickly that he has such a magnetic personality is so full of life and joy. And he just brought like this carefree aspect to our family like this humor this extrovertedness that we had not experienced with any of us like <laughs> if we have Zeke with us we know we're making a friend wherever we go like i am now talking to whoever's mom because Zeke has joined their family for a bit and made a new friend and and his hugs he gives the best hugs he gives the best yeah. hugs the best hugs you know when like when you have your
0: biological children especially from when you go from one to two, and I'm sure it happens beyond that, right? That's all I've experienced, just going from one to two. But you think to yourself like, oh my goodness, how can I love my next child like I do my first child? Like there's just no way. And then the child is born and you're like, how How did I live my life without them? Like mm-hmm. how, it's incredible. Like this mm-hmm. overwhelming feeling of instant love.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it like, Or what was it like specifically with Zeke? Was there that same connection? And I want to know that about you. But I also want to know in terms of Kate, Jack, and Gabe, Mm -hmm. how that also played in
1: to them, their feeling with him. Yes. That is a loaded question. Just because the answer is not so cut and dry for me. And now I am not speaking to other people's experiences. Um, because I have friends who have adopted and do say it was very instant and, um, almost very similar to their biological. And that was hard for me to hear. Actually, it was a close friend of mine. And so I, I always felt like I was wrong for a while that that wasn't the case for me. And now I look back and I'm so grateful. And I think that there's so much depth and beauty to it not happening that way for me. Um, As far as the siblings go, it was immediate. And so that was a huge relief because that was the first thing that I thought about. Um, But they didn't miss a beat. Like they really just loved him as their own and accepted him and all the things and were such amazing helpers. And Kate especially at that age. Um, it was just so good. Like she would sit in on therapy and like learn the things that we needed to do and she would do it with him. And, um, it was just such a gift to have that. Um, and it's grown her, it's grown all of our kids in so many ways over the years, because we have, we have, we have different conversations than we would have if we didn't have Zeke and we didn't have adoption in our lives. If we didn't have a black child in our family, um, And so that's been really neat because I feel like it's grown our biological kids in a way that I'm really, really grateful for Um, and open their eyes to a world and things and just an acceptance and an empathy for people um, that don't look like them, that don't um, have the same start in life as them. Um, Even in empathy, like we talk very like empathetically, I wouldn't say highly. We talk very empathetically about, um, Ezekiel's biological parents. Um, um, I have such a interesting like place in my heart for his biological mom, because I can't, I can't fathom not knowing where my child is. Um, and so when your rights are terminated, you don't know, like you don't know where your child is. And I get that there were mistakes made along the way and I'm so grateful that Zeke is protected. So I don't want to be mistaken in that, but as a mom, I think we can all get to a place where we can see somebody through eyes of understanding that like addiction is hard. And I just can't imagine, um, being in that place. And there were things too, that I know, um, were like, she, she, she thought of him, thinks of him, of course, because she's a mom. Um, and so anyway, a little sidetrack there, but, um, as far as like the love that I had for Zeke, um, it was instant in that, like, there was a possession over him and a protection over him. Like, a fierceness of I'm gonna do whatever it takes for you. Um, Especially, like he was in three, like occupational, physical, speech, therapies at the time, multiple times a week. Um, We've been to all different types of doctor's appointments and different doctors and all of those things. And so there was like this mama bear fierceness that was pretty instant. Um, the part that I was thinking about even today that I think is the most beautiful thing is that, so with my biological kids, there's an intuition that I have. Like, I kind of know why you're doing what you're doing with all of them. Like there's almost this like understanding that you take for granted. If you have biological kids that at least in our experience was very different for me with Zeke. There's been so many times where I've been like, I don't get it. I don't, whether it's like a behavior or whatever, where I'm like, I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. Where with my biological kids, yeah, I might not be happy with what you're doing, but I can, I can understand why you're doing it. And so that was really hard for me. Just like the questioning of like, and some of it too, was just things that had happened in the womb with him. I'm like, did that cause this, did this cause this? But there's also just this like disconnect of biology there. Where I realized, wow, you really do have this sense with your biological kids sometimes that you don't realize um, unless you are experience otherwise. And that's just my experience. I don't know if that's every adopted family that has biological and adopted. But for me, um that was frustrating. But I was thinking about like today, like what love is, like what my definition that kind of comes to mind of love is. And I was like, you can't love someone fully unless you fully know them. If you fully like see on display all that they are, it's not really true love. And so with Zeke, the way that it's been on both ends, let me see if I can articulate this. I feel like in some ways um, he's brought out things in me that have um, made me have different parts of myself on display that I didn't even know were there. And then I have to, I have to be so curious about Zeke. I have to be way more intentional about understanding him, about knowing him, because it doesn't come as natural. And so that over the years and like the stuff that's happened in my heart because of Zeke is like the most amazing gift. <laughs> I would not be, I really would not be the person that I am today without him. I would be judgmental. I would be, um, not nearly as just like understanding and empathetic of people or just like loving people for where they're at. Like he has taught me that. Um, in a way that I don't think I could have learned from anything else, um, and our marriage and our relationship with our kids, all of it. like even, even he has helped me realize that I need to be curious more about my other kids too. Like that, that word has been on my heart a lot lately. Like just be curious about why somebody's doing something. And so for Zeke, it has made me realize like he's doing something because I mean, there could be a lot of different reasons, but a lot of times it's pin, it it, it gets pinpointed for me. Like there there's attachment things, there's loss. There's, there's two losses that that he's experienced in his life. Um, there's, um, certainly a level of feeling different. Um, there's, not that same. So the, the things that I feel with my biological children, he doesn't get to feel that with anyone naturally. And so the thing like the love story and adoption is like pursuit, like this isn't easy. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Like he's not supposed to be with our family and an ideal world. He's supposed to be with his biological mom and dad, and they're supposed to be healthy and safe. And so adoption has been such a journey of pursuit like on all ends of the uh, on all ends of the spectrum um it has brought Andrew and I closer together and it's made me see love in a different way that like you don't just love the people that are easy and like you and in many ways Ezekiel is so easy but in other ways that didn't feel natural to me, it's been harder. I've had to learn and I've had to grow and I've had to, um, work so much harder on his behalf than I've had to do with my others. Um, and so it's made me kind of see that hard, messy, like I got to put in the work kind of love. And it is the best kind of love. Like four years into this, I, uh oh, I'm just beyond thankful for him. I'm beyond thankful for our, the way that our family is. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm at the place I'm at now. Like I wish I had been there earlier, but we all can say that as moms or whatever, that we wish we could have come to a place where we are now sooner. But I know going forward, like, I'm really confident. I'm really confident in our family and I'm really confident in him growing up, knowing how loved and valuable and worthy he is um, because of who he is. And that's it. Um, Not because I don't want him to conform to anything else, but just know that he is who he is. And that is so special.
0: What do you feel That Zeke's life and this love that you've grown for him and given him, what do you think it's done for his future in terms of love and, you know,
1: others, if that makes sense? Yeah. Oh, my hope would be as, as his mother, that like when he grows up, he looks back on the way he grew up in our family, because it's obviously going to be a very different experience um, in many ways. And I want him to just look back and know my mom and my dad saw me. They heard me. They knew me. I felt safe no matter where I was at, no matter what I was dealing with, because you know, we've only gone so far with certain conversations at age five and those conversations are going to evolve. Um, and I want that, I want our home and I want, um, our relationship with Zeke to just be so open and so safe, um, for all of those things. And so I want him to know that that's what love is. Like love is a really, really safe place, no matter like what you're feeling no matter what your thoughts are, if it's love, you're going to feel safe being 100% who you are.
0: I love that. Yeah. So true. And that's like the best gift you guys have given him already and will continue to give him, you know? Yeah. And he has given
1: us. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, it is, it's this messy, beautiful, like full circle thing
0: does he see a difference in himself compared to your biological
1: children? Do you feel? Yeah, I do. So I, I don't think you can control that. Um, and I've read a lot too and listened to a lot of adoptees stories. And so, um, I don't, think there, I don't think there's anything that you can do to necessarily stop that feeling. And so I just want him to um, feel safe with it and, like, let's work through it together. Like, let's talk about it. Um, let's just be really open and honest about it. Um, he's very open about, like, his skin color being different. Um, that's a great conversation that we've always had. We've had tons of books about that. We've had tons of books about adoption Um, we recently like told him he was adopted. He started asking more kind of pointed questions about like when he was in my belly and, um, things like that. And so we just knew, okay, it's time. And a really cool story about this. Just another one of those, like God winks, like I got you, um, was I was really wrestling this summer, um, especially with just like a lot of the racial tension going on. Like, am I equipped for this? like is this is this best for him um and i'd had a conversation with a good friend who was black and he was really reassuring and just like yeah he's supposed to be in your family like he him and gabe especially are going to be the ones that grow up and like change the world together um that like show people what unity is like so that was really special for me and then following that like andrew and i had already talked about saturday like we were going to tell him um like his adoption as best as we could at that age um and so our we had just hired a new guy to clean our pool and this was like hit the week before he had said something to us like you have a really cool family um and he's black and so the following week maybe it was like two, two weeks later or something he um he usually cleans our pool on a friday but he came that saturday morning And it was the same Saturday morning that we were planning on telling Zeke. And so we were just talking with them. Um, I think Andrew was asking him like his thoughts on like what was going on in the country and like how he was feeling about things. And he said, you know, actually, I was going to ask you guys if I could show your son a picture and um, we're like, okay, yeah. And he's like, I want to show him a picture of my mom um, because his mom is white. And it was just like God's way of saying I got this. Like, stop worrying. Yeah. I got this, you know? And it was so cool. I have the most amazing picture that I caught of him, like talking to Zeke outside. And it's just, it brings me so much joy. And he's sitting there showing Zeke a picture of his mom. And I think Zeke said, she's pretty. And, um, you know, I don't know how deeply it went in him or like if he made those connections or whatever, but, um, I, it was probably more for me just to know, um, And so when we actually told him that, like, you know, you didn't come from mommy's belly, Kate and Jack and Gabe did, and there's all different ways that families can come together. And we adopted you and we explained what that meant and how we got to choose him and um, all that. He was so fidgety, (laughs) could not sit still. And then we're like, do you have any questions? And he goes, Nope. (laughs) Nope. just like literally ran out the door to play. And, um, and then we talked to Gabe, which was funny because literally Gabe has no idea. And so we're asking him like, did Kate come from mommy's belly? Yeah. Did Jack? Yeah. Did Gabe? Yeah. Or did you? Yeah. Did Zeke? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's their dynamic is so cool because they, I mean, they are, brothers and twins basically through and through they have each other's backs like they don't see they don't see any difference as far as that goes as brothers um but how beautiful is that like that gabe literally saw <laughs> yes, no difference yes. and it's
0: like what a beautiful that just shows like tells so much about you know yeah. what happens in our world like as people mm-hmm. continue to grow and what things you hear and pick up on and yep. or are taught yeah and so a beautiful story again on love. Yeah. Like that's it totally like we all just love and yeah. show kindness. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful
1: thing. Yeah. And he definitely has like a big brother mentality, even though he's only two months older. I think he, he just looks out for Zeke in a lot of ways. Um, and even some of like the physical struggles that Zeke has, you know, with, and there's, he's, he doesn't have very many now, which just what he's overcome. But, um, even with like fine motor skills or things like even today they were building with these little kind of gear things and Zeke got frustrated because his was breaking. And I was just, I was listening to Gabe and he's like, Oh, Zeke, like I can help you. Like, let's do it together. I can help you build a motorcycle. And he just has this like protection. He almost can see like the, where he needs to step in and be a big brother to Zeke, which is, which is really cool. Um, But yeah, so we told both of them and it was like, no big deal they could care less but um it was like two days later we were at the beach as a family and and this is kind of how it's always happened with zeke is he'll have these moments where these questions come out of his mouth and you realize like there's a lot going on underneath the surface and he doesn't know how to articulate it and so so much of any kind of behavior things that i've seen lately now make me be curious like what's going on beneath the surface what are you thinking about and so um i was up like sitting on the towels while andrew was down in the water with the kids and zeke just like comes back up and he sits right next to me and he puts his little i had my knees up and he put his arms around me and he just said well mom whose belly was i in then and so i like caught my like caught in my throat (laughs) i was like Oh, I don't even want to say it. Yeah. Because at this point, I just want to be like, mine. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Like as a mommy, you am like, you mine. I had you from like the very beginning. And so that was hard. But like, well, like you were in another mommy's belly and she loves you. And I know she thinks about you, but she just couldn't take care of you. And so that's where we're at right now with these conversations. And he's okay and went and played in the water. Um, But I know as he gets older, obviously those things are going to be deeper and he's going to, maybe, maybe not, maybe he, maybe he won't be, but I know, I know even um, the relationship with his biological sister will be really special as they get older and kind of have that connection with each other. Lindsay, I'm so,
0: I'm grateful to hear your story because I mean, I know you guys, I know your family and. And it is on the outside, it is a beautiful picture, right? And and you don't really think about the intricacies of those conversations and where it all goes behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate you being so open and sharing that and allowing people to understand like so much grace is needed, mm-hmm. so much kindness, mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you know, understanding And, and getting rid of those judgments, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, so I so appreciate you sharing your story with us and I can't wait, um, you know, for everyone else to hear it and really, you know, just get that, get that other side of love because it's exactly what it is. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. I think that's like just the biggest takeaway is that, um, to love someone, you've got to like fully know them and accept them for who they are. And adoption has been just the most perfect and beautiful gift for me in that way. And just offering the same grace and kindness and understanding for myself as we offer to Zeke. Thanks for listening to Love String, love stories that tie us
0: all together. Stay tuned for episode three, where Steve tells us all about his incredible love story with his wife, Judy, who lost her battle to cancer nine years ago. If you have a love story you want to share, we want to hear it. Email us at lovestringpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Until then, keep looking for it. Love is all around.